This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hail cheaters and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. How are you, Josh? I'm good. I am. Uh, I'm excited that Lester has won the league. Uh, I was kind of secretly, much like you, I think, hoping that they would win it in dramatic fashion with like a Jamie Vardy hat trick. Yeah, um, it, you know, versus it was Everton this weekend. It was just disappointing to have to follow it all on social media. Um, mm-hmm. what, you, what you really want is to see how those players after the long season, they, just the expressions on their faces, um, the very moment that it happens. Now, yeah, we have the Christian Fuchs vine on, on Twitter, but to see him winning on the field would just be that much more, you know, exciting, yeah. emotional, they, powerful. They do have, you know, so this Saturday they've got the afternoon match. They're the, um, or I guess it's the evening match in the U.K., um, so they're on at uh, twelve thirty here, and so that'll be Leicester Everton. That'll be a fun match. So there'll probably be a lot of pomp with that. You know, they'll roll out the carpet and all that stuff. I don't know if they'll do it before the match or afterwards. I guess you probably do it before. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so that'll so you you get to see a bit of a celebration. Uh, yeah, I imagine. So I'm actually even more excited now for the Chelsea game. Um, assuming it'll be a pre- pretty convivial atmosphere at Stamford Bridge. Um, mm-hmm. You know, based on Chelsea's performance against Spurs today, uh, we're recording it just after the Spurs-Chelsea game. Chelsea were very happy to hand the league to Leicester. (laughs) And I'm sure Leicester was very, very happy to accept. (laughs) There was a great moment right at the end of that match where William had a free kick in a classic William spot, at least first half of the season, William. And uh, he like lines up to take the free kick, and then he just kicks it off to the left, to Hazard, uh, and j- yeah. just it just rolls over to Zard, and he's like, 
I don't even want to take the, the slightest chance that we that we would give you guys the ball back and give you a chance to score in this game. We would rather draw. Like the, what were the uh, like there was it was like in the six and a half minutes of six minutes extra time. Like why not just go for the win there? They're like no, it's more important well, that, that Spurs, Spurs don't yeah. win. And at that point, Spurs had already lost their collective minds. Like they didn't even know what planet they were on at that point. Just covered in red mist. Eric, Di- if, the, if that Eric Dyer tackle happens in like the. 85th minute or something like that, that it is clearly a red card. Uh, it, because it happened in the 95th minute. It was, I, and then there was another follow like right afterwards. I think it was just like, ah, whatever. Yeah. Clattenberg <laughs> was just like, it's just boys playing at that point. But that, I, I, that, yeah. that was very scary to me because I have Eric Dyer in my team and he was going <laughs> to get auto subbed. And had he actually got that red card, then, um, uh, then I lose my head to head to you this week. Yeah, so that was exactly. rather dramatic. Not that it matters, but yeah, yeah, it was. I I thought that myself though. <laughs> uh, so in the end, uh, I I guess I had an okay week, uh, points wise. Um, okay, being like slightly above average, I would say, yeah. Um, yeah. but not not very much above average. I finished on forty seven points. Uh, I, I, I only made one transfer uh, this week. Um, I just couldn't really figure out what I wanted the transfer to be. I was, I was um, surprised. I had anticipated you, um, uh, maybe you were sowing the seeds of, of burning points. Um, but I was surprised you stuck with one. Well, I, I don't know what I would have done. I, yeah. I, I, there was, there was no move I had planned that would have worked out any better. You know, um, I mean, I guess I could have brought in Pyatt for Josh King or something like that. I mean, I would have. Could um, you afford that? No, I couldn't have afforded it anyway. So I, there was there was just no move. That, you know, yeah. you know. Sometimes it's just, and I'm playing for so little right now that you know if this were if this were week twenty, I'm sure I would like be, you know, I'd be all over my 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 fantasy football scout membership and and you know trying to <laughs> trying to do my six week rankings and figure out what the you know the hell I can do. Uh, but in this case, um, I just I just said ah well, I made one. And actually, it was a good transfer too. So I brought in Aaron Cresswell. Yeah. Uh, dropped uh Sacco. and so that was actually a move i made on i think i made that on saturday or sunday of last week uh, i almost never make an early transfer but uh, i figured his price was going to drop pretty dramatically pretty fast and uh and Cresswell is about as stable as you're going to get from a defender yeah, you're, so you're set up for the double game week as well which uh, yeah i got two two home matches um yeah yeah swansea so, and man united so he's that's a good pickup yeah, there were no explosive play, you know, because the thing is, any transfer you made, you wanted to be a player who was going to be playing twice, you know, in game week 37. And there just wasn't a great option there. I, I guess I might have brought in a Chelsea player if I was going to bring somebody in. But, it, you know, it certainly wouldn't have been Eden Hazard. I didn't have that, you know, that kind of money. Um, so, you know, so I, I don't know. What about you? You only made one transfer, right? You brought in uh, uh, Pyatt? I did. I did. I brought in Dimitri Payet and uh, I dropped Kevin De Bruyne, who everyone rightfully predicted that he would be sat. He didn't even make the 18, so he's clearly being rested for Champions League, and he's just been a rotation risk for a while now. So I was I was pretty eager to get rid of him. So Payet comes in, and now I've got Lanzini and Payet in the midfield that sets me up for. The double game week. The question well, is Pyatt, now. Pyatt does. Lanzini sucks now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was Pyatt, good for like two weeks. Yeah, I have Lanzini yeah, too. Lanzini clearly had his uh, his his moment in the sun. <laughs> so we'll see if he survives the summer transfer window. Um, I was thinking about getting rid of Shane Long, um, but then I thought, you know, it's it's a it's a burning four points, a roll of the dice to see if I can get a goal out of another striker, and. 
I you yeah, you, could, you you, let, you let knew just, that City was going to really rotate, and um, their our, defense. Our friends, our friend Sushan Garg asked on Twitter. We'll just we'll just move this question up. He yeah. says, uh, "Where has Pele disappeared to?" It's a very good question. He's like hanging out with Carmen San Diego somewhere. I think <laughs> he is injured, isn't he? I thought there was some sort of uh, injury uh, with uh, Pele. To, to be honest, he, did he go? Did he go back to Brazil to hang out with his father? Sure, your, Pele, uh, Pele pra- Senior pra- practicing, practicing his wonderful bicycle kicks. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like there was an injury in the mix there, and then there was some tactical issue. Uh, because things are clearly really working out with uh, Tadic and Shane Long and Mane now is yeah, back on. Because I was, I was thinking, I was actually watching that uh, that Southampton game when he scored that goal, and I was thinking, that I, I wonder if that is your luckiest transfer this year. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that it was luck is the residue of design, as they say. So, I mean, I think it was a very good transfer, but it worked out extraordinarily well, right? 18 points in in, in two games, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, totally. Third, uh, two goals and two assists. And the problem with Shane Long is he he apparently can't uh, he can't attract bonus points to save his life. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I actually looked back. He didn't pick up one bonus point when he had a goal and two assists. Well, that is extraordinary. Mane was clearly like he put his head down and he's like, I'm just going to destroy this game. There were so yeah. there were t- two of Mane's goals beautifully taken and he well deserved that hat trick. Great player. Don't get me wrong. But Shane Long is just hanging out wide open on the other side of the field being like, can you let me have some of the fun? guys?" <laughs> so yeah, I, mean, I, guess- I, I, I was viewing that through FPL manager uh, colored glasses, obviously. I guess we all slept on Man- Mane as kind of a differential option. I mean, he has uh, 36 points in the last three game weeks. Isn't this uh, right five, around the time five, that he five goals and six bonus points? That's crazy. Isn't it around this time that he scored that uh, fastest hat trick in EPL history? Right around this time it, last year. Yeah, I think it was. It was, it was near the end of the season. I mean, the problem was uh, he. I mean, his fixtures weren't great. I mean, it wasn't. Um, I don't think anyone would have. I mean, okay, the Aston Villa match, yes, uh, which is actually the, his lowest scoring performance of the three. Uh, so he picked up ten points away to Everton, and then twenty at home to Man City, which is, um, I mean, you know, you can, you know, you can. I don't know. It was very, it was very improbable. We'll say that much. So, um, you know, more. I like Mane. Um, I, I somehow never own him when he's doing well. I mean, you, I'm looking right now at his. Uh, at his stats, you know, he didn't score from game week 11 to game week 31. Yeah. So he, went, he, he, dropped out of the, he dropped out of the starting 11 too. So I think he just scared off every manager there was. Maybe he doesn't like cold weather. I mean, it's basically, it's like from the, the last time he scored, it was October 25th. And then it didn't score in November, December, January, February. And then suddenly March comes around two goals, uh, so yeah, since 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 March twentieth, he has uh, seven goals. Mane's law states that Sado, Sadio Mane will not score in the cold winter months. I guess so. I'm curious to look back last year and see what we did. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I going back to Shane Long real quick. I had to reconsider because Shane Long was on the chopping block going into game week thirty-seven. I need to swap him out for a double game week striker. Southampton are now playing against Spurs, and Spurs are um, totally shell shocked at this point. Um, I mean, they're they're professionals; yeah. they'll they'll probably show up and and put in a a proper shift on Sunday. But, yeah, 
And that was a, yeah, the, the Spurs match was a great match for um, somebody like me who doesn't own a Spurs defender uh, because not only did Chelsea concede a late goal and Leicester won the title, but I think it was every player but two on Spurs. Uh, nine uh, yellow, card nine yellow cards to Spurs in the match. Extraordinary. Yeah, extraordinary. So, uh, you know, like, Alderweireld's ownership is like, you know, we're at, like, is that in the 50s? It's got to be near it. Um, let's see. Who's ownership? Okay, 40, 40, uh, Alderweireld. Okay, uh, Toby, yeah. Toby A. Yeah. Uh, it's, at, it's at 42%, which is still, you know, extremely high. So anytime he has a good game, you know, he had a 15-pointer a few weeks ago. It just, uh, he, you know, it's devastating for my overall rank. He escaped without a yellow card, though. One of the few. <laughs> one of the few. One of the, one <laughs> but he, of the two. Up, he picked up one point. I can, I can handle that. You know, yeah, one, yeah. one point I can manage. Those, those tackles were like, I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen a game like that where you've, I feel like you only see that in international games where teams are like, I just want to get on the plane and go back home and take the rest of the summer off. They, Spurs just threw in the towel and they were out to just maim people. Yeah, it was it was like when when Hazard scored, it was like the they they decided the world was was unjust, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Just, like they just couldn't they couldn't uh, handle the you know the bad luck the gods had had you know shown their shown them and uh, I don't know yeah it was just it was really I agree I mean I think um I mean I mean to be honest I think that they just got really nervous and um you know I mean we saw this uh, I don't remember the if you saw did you see the U S under twenty one. Um, playoff against it Columbia. Was, yeah, trying. They were trying to make the the under twenty the, the world the, uh, Olympics. the Olympics. Yes, yeah. yeah and so they, so they under, had a guy sent off there. It's under twenty three, not under twenty one. But they um, get it right. Yeah, they, but they like at the end of that match. Like when they kind of knew the game was over, they I think there was like two yellow cards and six. No, I think it was two red cards and like four yellow cards just in the space of like eight minutes of that game where they just they just could not handle like the losing was too much for them. Yeah. But my boy Emerson Hendeman, uh, Fulham's own, uh, sports, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he assisted on an OG in that game. So <laughs> I was still yeah. a little proud. Still a little proud. Yeah. So, Speaking um, of proud, uh, <laughs> we got some great celebratory tweets about Leicester City. I mean, let's not make this all about the woeful Spurs performance. But. That's true. All right. So, yeah, Trevor Ingerson, a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, says, uh, was hoping that they clinch that I don't know who they is. Do you have any idea who they is? I don't know, maybe like Middlesbrough? Yeah, I think he's talking about Burrow. Uh, he, he says, I was hoping that they'd clinch at Chelsea, narrative and all. Uh, still insane that they won. My God, Lester in the community shield. <laughs> God, God, is he right? <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be one, one, one blockbuster community shield at the start of next the, season. Yeah, they're, they're one Champions League away win from the World Club Cup, which is the only thing that's higher in the, than the community shield. <laughs> Um, and then there's one more. You want to read that one? Uh, yeah, and it's from uh, Lucian, another good friend of the Always Cheating community. Lucian says, Hazard was good for something this year, after all. And uh, that is absolutely <laughs> right, Lucian. And that was, it was a vintage Hazard goal from 2014, 2015. It was fantastic. It was, it was a beautiful goal. And, uh, yeah, we were, talk- yeah, we were actually talking about that goal that we recorded. It would have been a great goal even last season. I mean, it was really extreme. I mean, the, the, the movement, so lethal through, you know, the yeah, movement. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, he totally, he totally worked Eric Dyer, and you know, because I was just zeroed in on Dyer all game, and Dyer totally gave up on him and didn't track Hazard running into the box. And I remember thinking, well, Hazard's running unattended into the box. 
he'll score, yeah. and he did. It added an interesting, um, like, sort of twist. I don't know if you'd notice this as well, but for whatever reason, the Always Treating Twitter feed is full of FPL fans and Spurs fans. Like, we have a ton of Spurs fans. Oh, interesting. Uh, in our in our feed, uh, for whatever reason, I, there are a lot of Americans who are Spurs fans, and I think um, we just followed. You know, there was this moment early on when you're when you're starting when you're. When you create a Twitter feed from scratch, you know, and you got to just <laughs> find some find some interesting people to start following, just to just to get the ball rolling. Yeah. And um, despite the fact that I'm an Arsenal fan, I found that there were a lot of great uh, Spurs writers and bloggers, including uh, uh, some of our friends. Uh, you know, our friend Toby is a big Spurs fan too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so it was interesting because uh, like when Hazard scored, it was a mix of people. Um, sort of bemoaning what was about to happen to Spurs and then people bemoaning that Hazard finally delivered, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, like all the FPL people were like, are you kidding me? You know, like this guy does nothing. And then he scores, you know, two goals away last weekend as right. You know, and, he, and he subbed out for Pedro. He subbed on for Pedro at halftime. It was a popular FPL option going into this week too, ahead of the double game week. So yeah, that, that was a was... lot of, that's a frightening prospect for some of the <laughs> FPL managers. I know. I it's yeah. It's it's a little hard to. I mean. Uh, I mean. Okay. So, what do you think about Eden Hazard? As I know, we'll get, we'll get into this more later in, in a in a broader sense. But I mean, would you consider bringing in Hazard? Is is, is he a player that you? If you let's say you had let's say you had the money to do it, you know, you didn't have to burn eight points or whatever to do, but you could just do it maybe in two moves. If I had the money going into game week thirty seven, yes, absolutely, I would consider it. And let me tell you why. I think we, we please do. If you go back to the these, podcast, these many episodes of always cheating that we've done, we've discussed Hazard a lot during during uh, your fa- your famous last gambit before it all went totally to pop for your team. <laughs> I mean, Hazard and, ruined my season. Uh, we talked about this in the last week last week's podcast. He yeah. destroyed my team value. I hung on for so long. It was uh, yeah, and I, I kept I kept ribbing you like he, he's he has no form, um, and this season yeah. turned into a classic. Uh, uh, form over fixtures. <laughs> I just, sort of I didn't season. hold on. I didn't hold on long enough. That was the problem. It was, it's like Amazon stock. You just gotta <laughs> yeah. just hold forever for years. Hazard stock is splitting as we speak. Uh, <laughs> it's splitting for whatever team's gonna pick him up in the off season. I'm sure. There's no way he's playing for Chelsea next year. I, I think. I think it's it's Real Madrid. Uh, or PSG, one of those teams. No way yep. he's playing for Chelsea. Yeah, I. Although, would you want to go to PSG? That seems that, that seems like no fun to me. I mean, PSG, you've won the league by week eight, right? And so, you know, once once week eight's over, you've got your like eighteen point lead, and uh, you have you have league matches that don't matter for thirty weeks in a row. I mean, at yeah. least at least Dortmund's good enough this season to make Bayern play until like, week thirty thirty or so. Well, uh, judging uh, judging by Hazard's form this season, he doesn't seem like the sort of player that that plays for the the love of the game. So maybe well, he'd love, maybe he'd like that. Maybe he'd like to he, just play was, for a, an assembly line team. I I I, had, I never thought of him as being a a player who didn't care. You know, like he, he you know sound like he sound like a hot and Ben Arfa type or something. You know, like um, I, I wonder if he just really hated Mourinho. You know, if you just if you just couldn't stand him, you know. So and, uh, if if that's the case, then how come it took him? I mean, I guess there are some injuries in there that that impacted him, but it's still taken he was him quite a like, while. But I think he was injured for like ten weeks. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was a really long time. Well, so, anyway, to yeah. to just answer your question, I uh, I would definitely consider bringing him in now because it appears that he does have that form. 
again. Mm-hmm. So there, there's a justification to do it. I mean, he's an interesting captain choice, I think, for the double game week. I mean, that would be like, I, I don't know if I have the. That, yeah, that's, that might be too far for me. I, yeah, I might, I might throw up if I captained uh, Hazard <laughs> game week 37. It'd be, especially if he didn't deliver, you know, after all the, all the pain he brought me. Uh, so maybe, but maybe that, maybe like it's time for him to reward me, you know? Yeah, right. Well, perhaps. I mean, if you still had your triple <laughs> captain, like, what a, <laughs> yeah, what a wild captain. punt. Well, let's save the triple captain for, for a little while. So uh, I, I guess I do want to talk about that a little bit more. Um, just one last thing in the kind of house cleaning, uh, hail shooter super league. Um, obviously the scores have not been updated yet. So, um, we'll update those tomorrow on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, but I'm, I'm very curious. I don't know if there's any early indication, Brandon, I don't know if you've seen the, the scores there, yet. Yeah, I've seen, I mean, we do have some new entrants in the, the top 10, even before it's updated. Um, I see Lloyd Parker from the, uh, fantasy football surgery podcast, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so uh, welcome Lloyd to the, the Super League. And uh, Lucian, who uh, just got a shout-out. Lucian's going going uh, 100% on always cheating right now. He's, get, he's <laughs> now in the top 10 of the Super League. He's getting Twitter mentions. He's up to 11. Yep. He still owes me money. <laughs> and uh, Sean, Sean Kaminsky, is, he's back. He's, he's rising up the ranks here, too. But he's, we've seen him before in the, in the top 10. Yeah, well, good. So we'll we'll update everyone uh, on their scores tomorrow. Um, and um, yeah, so uh, this does not include us, though, Brandon. Even even once the scores get updated, we're still. I know. I'm I, hope, I'm I, not hope for next year. I mean, I can't I can't finish this far down in my own league next year. It's just it's a little too shameful. I mean, I don't shameful. even need top. I don't even need top ten. <laughs> top fifty would be fine. You know, if I'm in the top fifty at the end of the season. Very competitive league, very smart managers. That to me is a mark of success. It's sort of like you. You always want to finish in the top million. You know, like that's <laughs> exactly. that's that's your goal. It's always you know you always struggle, and then at the last, the la- you get that last push, and you, you usually crawl into the top million. You know what? I just love middle class living. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> and uh, I'm on the verge of breaking into the top 150 in the Hail Cheaters Super League. So hey, um, there you go, there you go. And you're beating me this year, <laughs> for now. Anyways, we'll see how my 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 hazard captaincy goes. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, so it could can. all it could all change in thirty seven, <laughs> as we'll talk about right now, right? All right, so we got uh, two only two sections for this episode, or two two areas. Uh, we're going to go through a few uh, key topics, and then we're going to answer uh, Twitter and Facebook questions. Ah, but Brandon, we've also buried some Facebook and Twitter questions in the key topics. Oh, <laughs> it's really, oh my god, yeah. it's, it's a, a marvel. Ride. It's a marvel of planning on our part. Yeah, uh, Google right. Docs. We should, <laughs> you know, we should definitely invest. Okay, so the first key topic is uh, bad captains times two. Uh, Nitin Marani uh, wrote to us, um, or Marani. Way, bad bad captains times two sounds like a Jean Claude Van Damme action movie. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I like this question a lot, though. Uh, he said, even Philip Screws haven't screwed us as much as the Aguero and Santos captaincies did this game week. Sob, sob. And then there were a few, uh, a few nice emojis that, that came with that. A nice. Uh, yeah, I think um, this is you know the second week in a row where I flirted with a more creative option. In this case, I was like, you know, I just I, I really fancy Harry Kane to score. And I know this sounds like, you know, everyone, you know, everyone looks at their team after the fact. And they, they you know, they, there was one time when they thought about. 
you know, picking the one player picked up some points for them. Yeah, least, well, but. I think you said it best. Like when you're when a when a really hardcore fantasy manager looks at his team, you go through every single scenario in your mind, <laughs> just as, as terms of the thought process. So when it exactly. comes time to look back, of course you thought of it because you thought of everything. But just yeah, uh, but you know, Sanchez at home uh, to to Norwich. I mean, given what he'd done in those two home fixtures in the double game week. Given that I'm basically playing for overall rank at this point, I'm not playing for, um, I'm not playing for uh, anything in any of the other le- like in my mini leagues or head to head or anything. Um, it's all for pride just, at this point. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want. Basically, I was afraid that he would go for you know two or three goals, and you know I'd shoot down a hundred thousand spots in the rankings. Um, right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so in the end, it didn't really matter that much. I mean, Harry Kane picked up six points. Uh, you know. Six points bold. I, you know, I, I lost three points uh, as a result. Yeah, um, I captain so. Sanchez as well. And like you, you just couldn't argue with the Sanchez logic. It was it, it was less a group think sort of a thing, and it was more just common sense. Yeah, I, I agree. Although I do think that um, it's it, it's definitely a problem that that I'm that we've we've, we've diagnosed a lot in this podcast, and it's it's you know it's sort of even even once you diagnose the problem, it's still hard to stop yourself from. From from doing it, you know, which is basically, you say to yourself, "I want," to, and I, this actually wasn't the case with me this week, but I think that um, um, need to maybe maybe sort of get into this, which is that you know, you want to pick a creative choice, you want to really have an actual differential, right? I mean, like picking a differential does not mean that there are eight good captain choices and you pick like the third or fourth. It means like everyone is going one way. And you go the other way, right. you know, and this, yeah. this is this is a game week where everyone was going Sanchez. To, to put you, it in ter- to put it in terms, Nitten can understand. Everyone was going Phillips when you should have gone Flathead, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you know, I just realized by the way, overall ranks are going to be kind of screwy because I think the in the there um, it is screw again. <laughs> I think in the FPL as a whole, a lot of like I think like twenty percent of all managers captained Aguero. So a lot of them are going to be getting double scores on their backup, which is probably going to be Alexis Sanchez or, right. or possibly right. even Harry Kane. So it would be interesting right. to see what happens there. That's true. Uh, yeah. So um, I know because we're, we're recording this too early for any of the actual ranking uh, points to be updated. Uh, so, yeah, I think that you know, moving forward, like next year, though, I really want to – okay, well, actually, there's – okay, so I have two points here. One is have the guts to actually captain differentials because in the end you're not really going to lose that much. You know, it's, 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 you get caught up in this idea that it's going to be an extreme scenario where, you know, if you don't captain the consensus choice, they're going to be Aguero at home to Newcastle and game week eight, right? They're going to yeah. score five goals and everyone's going to captain them. And some people are going to triple captain them. And, like your season is over, but most of the time it doesn't work out that way. Just and look at uh, the the most recent double game week where you were triple C on Aguero, and it looked like you had pulled off <clears throat> this epic coup. Yeah, I know it that all, was it, it all. Yeah. It all sort of evened out when Sanchez got his brace, which you know very disappointing, but it it proves your point. It does. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, so and I think I actually think double game weeks are not always the best choice, but but like the well, sorry, I'm sort of talking myself in circles here now. That's because good. About to, That's good. Pretend you're on a yeah. game show. You're talking through your answer before you before you well, lock it in. Because we're going to be getting to captaincy options in a minute here, and um, I, I mean, at this point, your game week 37 captains are well. Okay, let's 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 hold off on the captain thing for a minute. Let's go on to the next key topic, and we'll we'll get back to this in a bit. My my okay. my, my larger point uh, is twofold. One, um, 
pick a real differential if you're going to pick a differential. Um, and don't be afraid to pick one because uh, yeah. usually it's not going to bite you in the ass that much. Right. Uh, and, and my second point was um, no, that's good. One point's fine. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's that's just move fine. On. That's plenty. That'll do. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, my second key topic, uh, which we've already talked about a little bit, uh, is uh, Chelsea assets. Okay. And uh, okay, so we talked about Hazard a little bit. Are you looking at any players on Chelsea? Offense, defense, uh, keeper. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not, and maybe that's just because um, they've been they've been blacklisted largely from my team. It might be a more emotional thing. Um, right. Aspilicueta has not done did not do very well for you. Well, you know, I actually I, I got a I got an assist from him uh, when I you know when the BK Broilers needed it most. I think I got that assist, um, but but not much else. But they're playing they're playing away in both matches. Uh, one to Sunderland, where Sunderland are uh, you know the age old fighting for their lives, trying to avoid relegation, and then mm-hmm. they're away um, away at Liverpool for their subsequent fixture. And yeah, it's hard to say what sort of Liverpool team is going to show up just as it's hard to say what Chelsea team is going to show up. So anyway, two, two away fixtures. It doesn't warm me much to their defense. Yeah. Uh, Their midfield, the rotation is, is pretty insane, but William seems to be the most consistent guy there for a while. I was thinking Pedro was the guy, but him getting subbed at halftime, halftime, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't it's know. A little, it's, it's worrying. I don't know what the tactical reason would be. Maybe he had a little knock uh, and couldn't continue to play, or if he just wasn't on it today for any reason. Yeah, but, I, but I don't know. Maybe either. not. Yeah. Maybe not messing around with Pedro because he, he he is a little streaky. And while William has he he's he's not produced too many goods of late. Um, he's probably their most consistent midfielder, and Costa is just. No, he, since he's come back, he hasn't done it at all. Everyone sort of like picked him as I know. a striker differential. And, it's so uh, tempting. He, he's yeah. He he wasn't even he wasn't even that mixed <clears> up <throat> in all the crazy fighting and arguing and gamesmanship that was happening against Spurs today. Which you know that's one of the reasons why you you would want to pick yeah. him up. Right at the end there, I actually think he avoided a yellow, and I, I think uh, look like he he got pretty close to the end. It was it was it was like he wanted a yellow as a point of pride, you know. He's like, ah, oh, come sure. on, give me a yellow. Yeah, yeah they're all getting on. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I'm thinking about Hazard uh, as as I mentioned. Um, what about Fabregas? maybe Williams? I mean, he's 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 coming to a, a purple patch of of sorts. He, maybe like a lavender he, patch. He is. I mean, Fabregas is a long-term, steady kind of guy, though. I, you know, Fabregas is not a. He's not a game week thirty-seven transfer. You know, he's he no might get like seven points. He's no Shane Long. Yeah, I think in game week thirty-seven, double game week, nothing to lose. Uh, you might as well go for someone who might give you like three goals or something like that. You know, and I think that you're not going to get that with Fabregas. I mean, maybe maybe he scores you like a free kick goal in one of the two game weeks, but maybe he gets an assist. Um, I mean, you know, I mean, if you told me I was going to get like 14 points out of him, then yeah, obviously, um, that would be worth it. You are, uh, but I, yeah, you heard yeah, it here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, yeah, I could see them conceding goals in both those matches. So you're looking at, you know, four points, let's say it gets one goal and a bonus point. That's 10. I mean, that's pretty good. I don't know. I, I'm not really looking at fabric. He's too expensive too. Yeah. Right. What Guys about Costa though? Um, How do you Costa, feel about- I mean, it's tempting just because he, he's such a differential, um, and he can score. And 
but I don't know. I, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm looking more like at the Watford, um, you know, forwards or maybe an Andy Carroll, um, all, kind of all the, all the five point something strikers that we're all looking at right now. Um, obviously, um, uh, Jermaine Defoe is someone that's pretty tempting too. Yeah. Duncan um, Watmore. So let's actually, I'm going to jump one of these key questions. I was I'm talking about that, uh, Watmore thing, by the way, just for, for those listeners out there. You know, Duncan Watford is the only player in the English Premier League with a college degree. What a, it's true. a smart, a smart, he looks like a smart young lad too. <laughs> he does. He looks like he's got kind of like a, a, um, who's that guy? He was in Star Wars, the, uh, Irish guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Don, Donald, uh, Donald Gleason. Yeah. Uh, Dom Hall Gleason. Yeah. But do you pronounce it Dom Hall or isn't this another like Owen Egan thing? Eogan? Well, that's a question for our for our cultured listeners out there, right. not for me. Owen, Just because oh, yeah, my name Owen, is Brandon <laughs> Kelly doesn't mean I know everything about the country yeah. of Ireland. Owen O'Keefe, please. I please do know that Dom Gleason is a uh, Aston Villa fan. I think that uh, I, I don't think you say Dom Gleason's name like it's spelled. <laughs> I'll just say that much. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, captaincy options. Uh, we have a question here from Josh Storkey uh, at Josh Stork. Uh, he says, I will be triple captain in game week 37. Is Pyatt my only choice? Uh, Marshall seems to be a punt too far. Maybe even someone with only a single game. Um, but the Man City versus Arsenal game means uh, Guerrero Sanchez is not likely to do uh, particularly well. So, yeah, I, I, would ag- I would agree. I'm a, I'm a little afraid of... It's just hard to predict that City-Arsenal match. So, of course, yeah. then you get a little shy about armbanding one of them. And it's it's also hard to tell until we've seen the results of the Manchester City Real Madrid match. Mm. Um, you know, Aguero glass glass legs that he has. Maybe he goes down with an injury, and that makes our decision done. Or maybe Aguero has a really great game. He gets subbed out in the 85th minute, and he's he looks good for a start. And I think Arsenal has a good defense, but they're not they're not beyond getting shredded by a guy like Aguero. Um, I would love to see Man City win that game. I mean, you know, it's nil nil, second leg away to Real, but uh, I do not see it happening. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I guess they just have to draw right, and they just have to score yeah. a goal. So, um, I mean, it could happen. I mean, we saw Chelsea going there, um, or was that maybe that was a, that was Barcelona? When Chelsea, that was Barcelona, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, uh, yeah, the great goal by um, did Fernando Torres score in that uh, there in that game? Ramir- Ramirez. Ramirez scored the first goal, and then uh, the Torres scored with like, I think it was like an extra time or something like yeah, that. Right. So yeah, I, I I'm feeling a I'm feeling ca- I feel like I want to captain a somebody who has a double game week, and that's just sort of going against what we thought we learned from the last round of double game weeks but okay um, so let's 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 like really take a take a minute here to, to consider some 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 captaincy options or, or triple captaincy options I don't, I don't think it really anyone you'd captain is someone you'd triple captain too i think although maybe triple captain i wait slightly more towards like a really explosive player as opposed to a steady player right you know like you don't want to triple captain someone who's gonna get you eight points or something right uh okay so all right so chelsea we've talked about them a little bit i'm just running through the list of of the Double. I'm just. Let's just look. Let's just focus on the double game week. Games okay. Because All I, right. I don't so think Man- you know Manchester yeah. United. Uh, let's talk about them. So you have Anthony Martial. You got nine points off him. He looked really lively there uh, against Leicester. You must be considering putting the armband on him. Uh, I hadn't even <laughs> thought about it. 
I just have no faith in this man. A lot of air left your body just then. Yeah, I do not think I'll be Captain Anthony Marshall. I mean, he looked okay. I mean, did uh-huh. he even have another shot on goal? He actually looked kind of poor in the second half. I mean, he it, was he was I he think, was active, but he didn't uh, didn't do anything. He he was flattered, I think, by the fact that Danny Simpson really didn't know which side of the pitch he was supposed to be defending, and uh, yeah, he often found himself in a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe even a little lucky in that first goal. It kind of skipped by a lot of people. Uh, and there's uh, no I one else uh, that we'd consider, right? Well, I am almost certainly bringing in David De Gea for mm-hmm. this game week. And okay. uh, I don't know. I don't like that pick either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, no. Just because, I mean, you, you can see them having a clean sheet in that Norwich game, but not, not a way to West Ham. It's gonna uh, be okay, That's so, going to be West Ham's last game at Upton Park, and it's going to be a party atmosphere. All right, well, you threw me off by not going alphabetically here, so let's go back to Chelsea for a second. Oh, sorry, okay. Uh, Chelsea, okay, so Chelsea, I think that Eden Hazard is a very interesting uh, option for the captain. Yeah. Uh, three goals in the last uh, two games. I know he came off, or he, he came on as a sub, but I think that uh, because of that, I think he can certainly play uh, two games in the next you know week he's, or so. He's clearly being saved for the Sunderland match. Right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so and it, it seems like they're they're sort of playing for fun at this point, which is uh, they're kind of a dangerous team to play. Actually, you know, I think uh, if I'm Sunderland, I would I don't want to play a Chelsea team that doesn't really that's very talented and is just kind of like creating chaos. You know, like I'd rather play it like I <laughs> like Sunderland was well served to play Arsenal a couple weeks ago, right? Because Arsenal famously like can't handle pressure at all, you know, and so right. that was a yeah. pressure match for them. They knew they should win that match, and so they did what Arsenal does, which is control the match for, like, 93% of the game and then somehow, like, not win. Um, you know? So, but I think yeah, that... Yeah, Crystal think, Palace. I think Chelsea's going to win that Sunderland match, um, like, maybe handily. I mean, part of, partially it's because I just saw what they did against Bournemouth a couple weeks ago, and I just feel like they don't they do not care. You know, they are, <laughs> they, are, they, are a ta- they are a really talented team that... For whatever reason, they're starting to play well together. I mean, you saw yeah. a lot of fire in that in that oh, uh, Spurs yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, they're playing like they're eating at Benny's Burritos or something. They're just <laughs> they do. They're loving every fun. minute of it. Uh, <laughs> so maybe maybe Hazard, uh, maybe William. I mean, yeah. William's probably going to start both gay weeks. I certainly uh, wouldn't laugh at you if you captain William. No, I think I actually think William. Now that I, now that I say it out loud, he is someone I might I might think about bringing in and, and even captaining um, because you're probably going to get attacking points from him. You know, and maybe in both of those matches, and in that Liverpool game, there should be some goals too. Yeah. Um, so he's he's an interesting choice, and then he doesn't set you back as much as Hazard. Um, okay, so Everton, uh, you know, way to Leicester, way to Sunderland. It's hard to have a lot of confidence in any of these Everton players. Oh, God, I can't believe we're going to talk about Lukaku again. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, just... okay. <laughs> Su- uh, Sushan, uh, not Sushan. Excuse me, Siraj. Uh, um, hey, Siraj. At Siraj underscore G underscore V says, would you advocate playing professional footballer slash con man, Rami Lukaku to anyone who still has him? Uh, and I actually answered this on Twitter. I was so confident in our, our unified response that I said, the answer is no. Uh, there's no chance. He I is just, real, you know, he is a true confidence trickster that Romelu Lukaku. It's been a weird season for Everton. I mean, Everton have been, I mean, if you can cast your mind back to, to fall 2015 when when all of us were, you know, we're building our teams around bringing in Everton in game week 10 or whatever, because they had this oh run of gosh, yeah. it actually worked out really well. I mean, you know, if, if you Lukaku scored like almost, 
Well, he was he was on like eight or nine in a row. He was going to break Jamie Vardy's record moments yeah. after he he broke it. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Barkley played really well, and even even my my lo- my, my the most loathed player on my team after Eden Hazard, Gerard Delafeu. Uh-huh. Uh Yeah, they had a few goals and goals and assists in those matches. So yeah, I mean they've they've been kind of all over the place, but right now they are they are really in their their worst. You know, and they're not they don't even have the FA Cup to play for anymore. So any reason to stay fresh? I mean they are just. They're playing they're toxic. Yeah. They're toxic. Yeah, they're toxic. And exactly. yeah, I I don't know. Lukaku is like that that Britney Spears song. That's that's <laughs> yeah. good talk. This is bad yeah. toxic. <laughs> we should put that one on the end of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so okay, sorry. Let me, let me keep going here. I got I get distracted with all this Jamie. Uh, this, <laughs> what is it, Jamie Spears? All this Jamie Spears talk. You got uh, Jamie Vardy li- on the brain. Liverpool, uh, I don't think you could risk. I guess it depends on what happens in the uh, in the um, yeah Europa League. It's even more than Manchester City. You have to see what happens in the Europa League because if if they if they lose that tie to Villarreal, then Klopp could just go ahead and put out a consistent lineup for once and a strong one at that. Well, if Daniel Sturridge doesn't play in the Europa League match, then I think he's a very interesting captaincy option. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone, someone definitely to look at. He was uh, so, he was so isolated in that Swansea match. I know you, you yeah. I, I was the only uh, fool this side of the Mississippi that got up early enough to watch the Swansea Liverpool game. But, um, it was more that that midfield was was so pieced yeah. together. He was getting no service. He looked very frustrated. Yeah. But no, uh, no Milner, no Firmino. Coutinho subbed off at halftime. Yeah. So point, I, point whatever. Being, I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge him as a fantasy aspect as as a fantasy asset based on that Swansea performance. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, okay, so um, yeah, so maybe, maybe Sturridge is the only player I'd look at though because I think Coutinho and um, maybe Coutinho is less of a risk, like you said, if they lose the. Um, in the Europa League, but even even still, I think that uh, I'd be wary of anyone but Sturridge. And in Sturridge, I, I would be very wary of if he starts and plays sixty minutes or more in the Europa League, especially if they win. Yeah, uh, you just have to yeah. gauge how much juice has been squeezed out of him during that yeah. Villarreal match. We talked about Man United already. Um, that brings us to Norwich, the team I want to talk about most because <laughs> I think so? uh, DMRC yeah. Mobacani. I think I think if you're looking for for a differential triple captain, quadruple captain, if you've still got your button, uh, I would. Go I played mine Dan- in week one, buddy. <laughs> I would go. I I still have mine, and I'm planning to quadruple captain Dan Mercy Johnny in game week thirty seven. Uh, yeah, move right there. So if you if you remember the last double game week, uh, Dan Mercy McConaughey scored eight goals, and uh, and I I was foolish enough not to bring him in. Can I do uh, the math on that? Uh, eight times four <laughs> is thirty-two times four. Wait, right? No. Yeah, two, yeah, two starts. I, yeah, thirty-six. That right? Yeah, yeah it's about a million it, points. Forty-five. Yeah, I think it'd be a hundred and uh, I don't know, one hundred and thirty-five or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it could happen. Um, yeah, well. I think that. Uh, yeah, I. Okay, actually, there is a question. Uh, excuse me, Brandon. I've got a. I work on my running order here. I, I, I shouldn't have talked about how smooth my running order was because um, now it's it all now. Yeah, you're, you're uh, clearly Andy, trying to paper over the cracks. Andy Duna on Twitter said, uh, "Is Redmond a viable double game week option?" Uh, Nathan Redmond, and I think he is actually. I have for I have had occasion to watch um, 
I mean, I've seen like maybe maybe the last three Norwich matches. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You're you're only watching the Norwich ma- matches lately because your captain is is probably playing against them. Yeah, true. But he, um, I thought he looked very good in the Arsenal match. I thought he had a pretty good chance of scoring in that match. Uh, he's very cheap, so if you need a yeah. uh, you know, cheap player, he's an interesting option. The the uh, issue with Redmond though is his rotation has been very scattered of late. So he played the full ninety against Arsenal, but. Prior to that, he just played one half against Sunderland, and then prior to that, fifteen minutes, sixteen minutes, uh, nil yeah. minutes. So it's, I, would, I don't. Was it, is he coming? Was he coming back from some sort of injury? I'm not sure, but uh, I I do think he looked really good in the match. So I think that that might be. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. I'm actually surprised he, he only has five goals and two assists in the season. Well, um, that's the thing is the goals he scores are all worldies. So, you know, you don't score yeah. those uh, every game. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think Redmond's an interesting option. Uh, I, I don't plan on bringing him in myself, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I'm trying to think I, of, well, how about this? Maybe maybe Robbie Brady, because Robbie Brady is a set piece taker for them. Um, I think he does take penalties for them on occasion. And he... He is a rather consistent fixture. Yeah, I think side. I'd still, I think I'd still take the risk and go with with Redmond instead. I, I think there's a better chance of him. Mm-hmm. I, I think Redmond will play something like the full ninety in both matches. Uh, I would not go with Hulahan, uh, despite being the highest scoring midfielder on that team, because I believe Hulahan is either thirty four or thirty five, and I just can't see him uh, playing both matches uh, in a double. Wow, game that week. is that is straight ageism right there. <laughs> But that, I, I think I think Alex Neal, the manager, has said as much early in the season that he has to manage his minutes. If you, if you look at the um, the minutes played for him, it's kind of it's all, it's all these. There's a bunch of zeros thrown in there, so I, I don't think he'll be playing. Okay, let's keep let's keep going here. Do we have anyone left? Oh, yeah, we do. We've got a couple still. Yeah, uh, so big ones. Yeah, so Sunderland. Uh, Jermaine Defoe is the only player we're talking about here in terms of uh, captaincy, triple captaincy options. Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think that would be a risk worth taking. Uh, if I, he's he's definitely a bit of a differential, right? I think a lot of people are going to be going with uh, with uh, with one of the West Ham players, and so I think that if you if I were in second, like if I were in, uh, okay, let's frame it like this, okay? If I were okay, in second me place, there. if I were in second, okay, if I'm if I'm in first place, I'm going Dimitri Payet, and I just that's it. That's okay. the easiest decision, I think. In, t- in terms uh, of captaining, in terms of who I'm captaining this game okay. week. Yeah. If I am in second place and maybe I'm like 25, 30 points behind, mm-hmm. I think that I'm looking at Daniel Sturridge or Jermaine Defoe as my captain choice. Uh, I think Defoe will score maybe a couple of goals in these two matches. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see him scoring in that Everton match. Um, could see him scoring in that Chelsea match, too. Um, and uh, they have a ton to play for. Uh, I mean, he he fought till the end in that last match, right? I mean, he won a penalty. The yeah. game was almost over. Um, so I think that he's an interesting. What do you think about Defoe? Uh, well, I mentioned this last week, and uh, my only worry about Defoe is he's not explosive. You're talking about the captaincy. Do you want to put the armband on somebody who, at most, is going to get you eight or nine points? Defoe is that guy. While he'll probably score a goal during the next two matches, I I really can't see him scoring more than one maybe two goals. All right. So I'll, I'll put you in this position that if you were in second place in your league, 25, 30 points behind, far enough behind that you can't make the conventional captain choice. Yeah. Uh, who would you captain this game week? So, um, 
I I do I do like the Daniel Sturridge shout, but uh, but I need more information. But beyond that, I actually like Troy Deeney or Andy Carroll. Now, can I have Andy Carroll if you're talking? You're in first place. You're captaining Pyatt. Do I do I have the option to captain Carroll? Is that a differential enough for you? I think so. I think so. I mean, there are enough players in that West Ham team that could get an assist for. Um, for Carol, but I, yeah. and I don't think that it's it's a one to one sort of thing. Yeah, I'm getting ahead of you here talking about Watford players, but um, no, it's I, all right. I I don't want to be too uh, colored by that Aston Villa result because Watford, you know, they left it till the last minute against the the most garbage team in the entire league. So I want to I don't want to be too high on these two goals that Troy Deeney scored. They were they were good open play goals though. I mean they were you know, they weren't penalties. I mean they were I, you know, they were both pretty pretty well taken. Um, two striker goals, proper striker goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, it's amazing to me that by the way that he's actually catching up to a Gallo. I mean it took took all season. He's he's I don't think he can quite pull it off. Uh, Gallo's on 165 points and Dini's on 147, but he really got there at the end. I mean, he's been their only scorer uh, apart from Ben Watson. Yeah, eleven goals and eight assists in the season is is pretty solid for a five point three million uh, striker. Yep, classic talisman performance. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I I think if I had to choose, I'm looking at Deeney or Andy Carroll for differential captains. Okay, I like I like both of those. Uh, with Daniel Sturridge being the more expensive option if he doesn't play in the Europa League. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm just still a little too shy about Defoe and Defoe. Um, Big Sam gave an interesting comment in the post-match interview um, after they played. Uh, who was it that they tied uh, tied over the weekend? Oh, uh, Stoke. So Big Sam, he was asked how he felt about Jermaine Defoe and his goal scoring, and Big Sam said, "It's great, but we need other players on this team to do that. Yeah. He is the only one doing anything for us in front of goal." And you could see he's really frustrated about. Sunderland's inability to produce offense, and I take that to heart. I just they're not they're not a good team. Okay, what about if you're sixty points behind in your <laughs> mini league? Who do, you, quadru- who do you captain? I, I quadruple captain Derry <laughs> Mercy Mobicani as any normal person would. I think if I were like fifty or sixty points behind, I would go with Diego Costa or Eden Nazard as like a, just a complete like no one's going to have them. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can. I mean, I know Cast hasn't done anything, so maybe Hazard is the slightly better choice here. But I mean, Hazard could pick up like. I mean, we've we've seen these Hazard runs in the past, right? I mean, I'm not saying yeah. that he's back to what he was before, but it's not like he like turned into Yaya Torre and he's 35, or that he's like 22 <laughs> years old or something. Uh-huh. Uh, so, I mean, you know, you could see him go on like a you know pick up 25 points or something in this uh, double game week. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think that would be my like super. I need I need like every and then you just have to like pray, right? You just have to hope that, yeah. that De Gea has an amazing match um, away to West Ham. And they don't score there, and that you know Swansea that Ashley Williams has a great performance at you know on the road at, at West Ham, and and you know you get a four from Payet and you get a twenty five from from uh, you know Hazard, and that could make yeah you, know, you can make up like forty points that way. Yeah. Okay. The the forty to sixty point bracket. I want to. If we're going back, if if we have that big of a gap, you also have to put Lukaku, big the the treasure right. troll Romelu Lukaku in that bracket because <laughs> though yeah. though he's been an absolute nightmare recently, he he could do it. 
he could do yeah. it for you. He has the same odds as I think of Costa putting up those kinds of numbers. There's, and there's definitely a little bit of concern. You you have less of a concern than I do about this. We were talking about this before we recorded the podcast. I am a little concerned about there being a little bit of a letdown for Leicester this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they'll be excited, but like they're going to be getting the trophy at the beginning of the match. Like it, they could lose both these matches, and they'll still still be the greatest you know win in the history of football. You know, so yeah, really, they, they don't have a lot to play for other than pride, which which they have, and and I I don't think that they're going to lose for nothing to to Everton by any stretch, but it could be like a three, three game, you know, I mean, it could be like a totally wide open game. Yeah. They have I, no, I agree they have with no you. reason to grind out a one, nothing win at this point. Yeah. I, I'm a little bummed because I was really itching to bring Jamie Vardy in for this Everton game, but I still think uh, he's a good option. I mean, if, if it weren't for the double game weeks, I think he'd be a really good option. Yeah. I, yes, I, I agree. If it weren't the double game weeks, like I, because I'm not well stocked in double game game week players at the moment. Let's see. I only have, I only have two right now. Actually, I have Lingard and Fosu Mensa. I'm not sure if they qualify or not. <laughs> hey, Lingard looked pretty good. Oh, God. That, uh, no, he Wilson. looked terrible. That that breakaway where he, he surely should have at least drawn a red card from Danny Simpson. He oh, couldn't even I, do that. I thought, I thought Simpson played him pretty well, like, as well as he could have. He recovered. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think Simpson played it perfectly and admirably, but the fact that Lingard didn't, wasn't do more. able to make more of it. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, not it's make more of the challenge, but to actually put himself in a better position between Simpson and the ball and all that. Anyway, it's it's a very weird Man U team. I, I saw they they gave out their awards for your know, top under eighteen player uh, today, and that that uh-huh. went to um, Rashford, and then it was top uh, under twenty one player, and it went to Fosu Mensa, and I think Lingard's like twenty or twenty. It's like they're. I mean, they are bringing in the young players. You know, it just who knows if they'll last. I mean, it's you know, or yeah. if they'll just get utterly supplanted by. Like, is will Man U be like the Man U of old? I mean, this is totally off the fantasy thing, but or will they just turn into Real Madrid and every year they're just going to buy like, you know, like I have Mario Goza as an option. Yeah. No, who's the next Bastian Schweinsteiger? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, that's what they can't do anymore, right? Just take a thirty-three-year-old uh, central midfielder. They basically became an MLS club this year, like bringing yeah. in these over-the-hill superstars. So I don't want to totally disrespect uh, Payet here, but uh, you know Payet is the is the you know uh, he, he's just so obviously the the right captaincy choice to make this weekend that it's almost not really worth debating. Uh, he'll start both matches. He's going to have some attacking points. Uh, you know, reasonable chance I'll bring him in just because I I don't want to risk not have. I don't know. Maybe I won't. I mean, I might just I might just say screw it and just you know I've already got my I've got Lanzini. Maybe it's Lanzini's week. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? You got to have faith, Josh. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Uh, okay, so let's get um, – we actually answered some of these already. But let's jump right into the Facebook and Twitter questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, let's do this. All right. Fat, Goril- Fat Gorilla says, who it's is more – PH, by the way. It is. Uh, who is more dumpable now? Lester or Spurs players. I don't know if he means dumpable, like kick out of bed, you know, like, yeah. like you, you done me dirty. Get out of bed. <laughs> You're no good. Um, if you had to take hits for double game wiggers, who would you be bringing in? Uh, I think we really, we talked about this already, although it does, it does get to a, a question that I was thinking in my head uh, in the lead up to this because of Razzy boy, who's a, another, another guy on Twitter. Uh, it sent us a direct message and he was debating. He was contemplating a minus 30. 
to bring in players this week. And, <laughs> and I told him, I told him I was thinking about a minus eight and that was about as much as I could stomach. I don't know yeah. that I, I, I know that there is an argument made for making, for doing minus twelves and, and whatever, but minus eight is like as much as I can like physically stand, you know, like what's, what's your limit? How many, how many points would you burn? Uh, minus 12 is probably just by law my limit, but it would have to be an extreme, uh, situation for me to burn minus 12. Absolutely would have to be a double game week. Um, People lose their minds. I mean, I, I, they do, you know, there are certain uh, players like, like Aguero and Sanchez that you have to have, but beyond that, it's just usually not worth it. I mean, we saw it with Deli Alley. Yeah. What I would say to Razzie boy though, and I also say this to you, Josh is, it's okay to burn 30 points if maybe you're just trying to see how well you can do in that particular game week. Maybe you're not competing against anybody. And it's, yeah, but if you put it that way, then it's, that's not even like, it's an, it becomes an existential you know, argument. Yeah, exactly. In a perfect, in a, Plato's cave of game sure. week 37. That's the best. If, if, the a, best te- if a team scores the highest points, but has a negative 30, <laughs> does it score those points? So who would I, who would I, and I, I mean, this question is, is, is certainly relevant to me too, because I mean, who am I thinking about burning points to bring in? Well, uh, a lot of players we talked about already, I would definitely look at, um, burning points to bring in a Chelsea player. Uh, I do I think I want a little Chelsea coverage for their uh, double game week. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, man, you, I'm probably going to avoid, I already have Anthony Marshall. That's enough. Uh-huh. Uh, Everton I'm planning to avoid, uh, Norwich I'm going to avoid Sunderland, definitely looking at, uh, Jermaine Defoe pretty strongly. And um, and then possibly Payet uh, and possibly one of the West Ham or one of the Watford strikers. Yeah, maybe maybe a Gallo just for the differential. But the you're you're uh, you're ignoring the other half of this question, which I find even more interesting is to get these your burning points. Who are you getting rid of? And if you're looking at either a Leicester player or a Spurs player, who would you most who would you more readily drop from your team? Right. Well, I think that. So you got uh, okay. If you had to choose between Harry Kane or uh, Riyad Riyad Mahrez, I would drop Mahrez. Uh, mostly because I would look at it as the, two, the thirty-seven and thirty-eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kane is home to Southampton and away to Newcastle. I mean, at this point, Harry Kane is. I mean, this guy's scoring everywhere. You know, in, in every fixture. <laughs> uh, I know he didn't score last week. You know, but even even a great striker doesn't score. I mean, he is. He's really having a spectacular season. I mean, it's kind of amazing because. Yeah, I mean, was it like five or six game weeks into the season? He, I don't think he'd done anything. Maybe yeah. he didn't even have an assist. Uh, and now he's unquestionably up there with with Aguero. And if Spurs, I were don't know, competing yeah. for the title, the entire narrative would be how Harry Kane has repeated, if not exceeded, the success that he had last season. It's a yeah, it's a pretty good um, the race for the Golden Boot. I think that he is. I think he might be two goals ahead of Aguero and three ahead of, um, of Vardy. Mm-hmm. So um, probably got that sewn up, I would think. I don't know. Hard to say. No. It's, it's, just, it's as tight as that relegation race, I'd say. I don't know that I see Man City doing that much at home to Arsenal. I'm, I'm definitely uh, – Sergio Aguero is probably the player who's going to go for me this game week. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a dangerous thing to do, I realize, but um, I need to free up some cash mm-hmm. and uh, – his price, as we all know, is completely outrageous. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, if I if I you know if I move from Aguero to Andy Carroll, I free up like eight million. 
you know, okay. and it just it makes a huge difference. So here's you know, the we'll hard, see. I don't know. Here's the harder question to answer. If you're looking at Leicester defenders or Spurs defenders, which I think we all have one or the other, who yeah. are you who are you dropping between them? I would be more likely to drop a Spurs defender than a Leicester defender. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I, I was I was thinking about the reason for dropping a Spurs defender is that Spurs defenders are more expensive. Uh-huh. And you can stretch that money further, so yeah. you can either, you can bring in Aspliqueta or something like that, you know. But you're but you know Danny Simpson is what four point one million. So am I going to find another four million striker that that's going to do as well as him in this yeah. double game week? Probably not. Um, I, I think, certainly wouldn't I think, bring in a Norwich yeah. defender. I think that I think that logic is pretty sound. It's the value. So keep your Leicester defender. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Andy Duna says, uh, thoughts on Leicester starting 11 in game week 38 if they have won the league by then. This came in before the game today. Um, well, I guess this sort of gets to what you were saying a minute ago. I mean, it's it's a small squad, um, and the kind of players that people own are not the kind of players who are going to get subbed out in game week 37 or game week 38, right? Yeah. I mean, no, you're not, you're not. You're not putting Mares or Vardy on the bench in game week 38. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, you're not putting um, even, uh, you know, Christian Fuchs. Uh, I mean, Danny Drinkwater will be back. He'll be playing. You know, so, I, I mean, Huth will definitely play. Schmeichel will play. I, I just can't imagine any of the players that are owned in the fantasy game will would be subbed for this game week. And it it doesn't really matter anyway. I feel like the rules of what how many minutes you have to play to get a winner's medal, like we're already we're already past that point. It's not like them playing in one game is going to qualify them right. for because a winner's medal. Because it's such a it's such a small squad that they've rotated very little the whole season. Yeah, I mean um, yeah. maybe maybe Damari Gray would get a start just out of deference to the shifts he's put in late late in games, but but I, I totally I, agree. He he then rotates with a guy like Mark Albrighton, who everybody's already jumped ship on. Uh, I have this little thing where I I really want Lester to to win. Um, and they're, they're I mean I, I want them to win just because I, I like this team and I, I want them to continue to do well. But um, if they if they win um, at home to Everton, then they finish with eighty points. Uh-huh. Uh, assuming they lose uh, to Chelsea, I know they could obviously they could win that match too. Uh, but eighty points is what Man U won the league with, I think, four or five years ago. Uh, Cesc Fabregas last year for Arsenal, and it just it would just kind of like stop some of the arguments about how down all the teams have been this year. Yeah. You know, I mean, like you know, when Man U won five years ago, I mean, people did talk about it being a weak league, but it wasn't this like weakest league of all time. You know, it was. I mean, some people really want to trash this Leicester thing and be like, "Oh, well, they—they they, you know, there was luck, you know, so they rode luck." Well, of course they did, you know. We talked about this in the podcast before, but you it's know. ridiculous. The the league is amazing this year. I mean, look at how well Premier Premier League clubs are doing better than ever in Europe, which which may actually contribute to them not performing as well domestically. But the players, the managers, the talent, the broadcast money—it's all there. So what a league, broad, Josh. Broad, the sponsorships, yeah, the brand I'm building. I'm just loving the sponsorships this year. <laughs> Yokohama tires, I'm getting them for my car tomorrow. Uh, okay, so um, Singha beer, we're drinking a lot of that. Oh, every yeah. day. Yeah, every, every day. day. Uh, okay, so um, we have uh, two questions left here. Um, Dave from Burnley says, uh, pick one Liverpool and one Chelsea attacking player to start both games next week. Go. <laughs> Sturridge, William. Yeah, William definitely for Chelsea and and likely Milner for all the talk going into the former doubles 
uh, of Milner being undroppable. He's seen he's seen as much rotation as everybody else. <laughs> yeah, he has. I think he just he, he looks like you look at him and you're like, oh, that guy's built like a dump truck. Like that guy can play every <laughs> <Yeah>. game. <laughs> guy's head is literally square. It's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, okay. So we, we I think we agree on those. Um, or wait, wait. So you're not. It's amazing. It's ama- you- by the way, it's amazing that you couldn't even cite uh, Simon Mignolet as one of those players. Like the Mignolet. rotation of goalkeepers. I couldn't believe they rotated. They rotated him twice. All he does is stand there. I mean, I know he sucks, but still, it was amazing <laughs> that he play. Uh, yeah, like what he's going to wear himself out standing still for ninety minutes. <laughs> I mean, when he comes when he comes out to make his howlers, it does take a lot out of him. Like he's jumping and yeah. punching into thin air. It's uh, yeah. very. That's true. He's a great shot stopper, but he has absolutely no command in the box. It's, it's yeah. like the guy is, he's, I don't know, maybe like, maybe he's got like a voice that you can't yell at his defenders. You know, it's, I don't know. There's some, some Oh, spirit. I wonder if, I wonder if he uh, had his tongue cut out when he was a young boy. Oh, and at, a, shit, at a very maybe. strict yeah. Catholic school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Arnab Roy, last question of the game week. Uh, last question of the podcast. Not ever. We have uh, we, so we have two podcasts to go, right, Brandon? We're going to do yeah. one before game week thirty-eight, yeah, and then we're going to do a little. We're going to do a little, another little poll, I think, and then like a, a uh, lap of sorts to end the yeah. close out the season. A little season wrap up. It won't be as long as as these normal podcasts are, but just a little a little season wrap. Uh, okay, so Arnab Roy says, um, "What's the optimum number of double game weeks according to you guys for game week thirty-seven? And do mention my name of the podcast if you pick this question. Wink emoticon." <laughs> Arnab Roy, there, there you is. go. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. You you take this one then, because you've got somewhere between two and four. Yeah. <laughs> I have. I, I. I. Yeah. I have somewhere between two and four. Four. That's exactly right. Um. I don't know. Uh. I don't. Don't. I don't think there's too many. Um. Well, and, the, the, too many is you know. I mean, how many points do you want to burn to bring in double game weekers? Yeah. Okay. So say. If you assume that Lingard starts both games and assume that Fosu Mensa doesn't play at all, um, then I have. Which I, three. I, I don't know that I would assume that though. Yeah, I, I, he'll probably get minutes. I mean, you've seen Darmian still get rotated after him putting in some some marginally decent performances, and okay. Rojo looked like like complete crap against Leicester. So okay, so assume I have four. I'm probably going to burn maximum four points, so I think okay. I'll be I'll be plenty happy to have six double game worker, weakers. The issue is, it's at the tail end of the season, and unless you're really banking on relegation teams, all these teams they're just they're they're low on gas. They're they're not terribly inspired. They could put out any any type of performance. It's hard to predict. So it is I, it is hard to predict. The, yeah, you get this far into the season. It's some teams are on the beach. Yeah, I mean, this is why I'm I'm glad that I played the uh, triple captain um, in game week 34. Yes. Yeah, it was just a little little safer, you know, just in terms oh, so of we haven't much even more to play we haven't for. even talked about the fact that we're both presumably playing our bench boost in game week 37. <laughs> yeah, I I got well okay I got I got very unlucky this weekend. Uh, neither of my keepers started. Uh, I didn't. When did they reveal the Robles thing? I, I guess I w- that, wouldn't have made it a was difference. Friday, it was it was early Friday afternoon, East Coast Standard Time, where Everton effectively tw- officially tweeted the starting goalkeeper situation. Right. And, so that Ro- Robles is going to start the away matches, and Howard's going to start the home matches, right? Yes, exactly. So you should 
by by that you should be okay with Robles for game week thirty seven. Right, because he has two away fixtures. So we'll Correct. we'll see. And Mignolet, like who knows? Uh, I did not I did not play my rotation as well as I should have. Uh, I mean, it was always a little bit of a punt bringing in Mignolet, but I I regret it. Oh, I mean, especially because I could have had Darlow, who uh, is uh, yeah. way cheaper. You know, 15, yeah, fifteen pointer. Epic. I know. Uh, so, um, so how, how about for you? How many? Oh yeah. Okay. So for me, right. So assuming that all of my double game weekers play, um, which I think is a pretty strong possibility, um, for me now, maybe is a little bit of a risk, but I, 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 because he didn't play on Saturday, I think it's a little, I feel a little safer about him. Uh, I currently have one, two, three, four, five, I have six and I'm considering burning eight points to bring in nine. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going a little further, a little, little further out than you. I might end up just burning four, uh, four points, and just making two hits. That's kind of the, the you know, I, I don't know who I transfer out in order to. I, I don't want to transfer out Kane. Uh, I've kind of resigned myself to taking out Aguero. Um, so you know, take out Aguero, bring in, bring in a, a, a different striker, double game week striker. Yeah. Uh, and then I can turn Josh like so if I if I turn Aguero into Jermaine Defoe, let's say. Um, which I'm not sure I'm going to do, but Defoe or, or Andy Carroll, you know, to be determined. Uh, I could turn Josh King into um, Hazard or Payette or somebody else. And then okay. it's just a matter of whether that's enough for me to – because I would have – I'll have two Arsenal defenders uh, away to Man City, which I don't feel great about. Uh, Gabriel yeah. now is probably a pretty solid option because uh, Mertesacker has a, you know, his hammy issue. Uh, but <laughs> – but still, I mean, what are the odds that Arsenal keeps a clean sheet away to Man City? Not very good, I would think. No, I'm not. I'm not liking those odds either. That's why I'm dumping Peter Check to bring in De Gea. Yeah. So, I think uh, somewhere between, I don't know. You know, I think like have, if you if, they have four or five at least. You know, yeah. if, if you not, have six or seven. If you have a wild card, man, just go for it. Get get fifteen of them. It would have taken incredible self-control to wait to wild card until uh, game week 37 yeah, or 36 or whatever. Uh, and I actually don't think it would have worked out. I mean, I, I needed to play my wild card as soon as possible. I, I, w- I still wish there had been a double game week in week like 25 or something yeah, uh, where I could have wild carded because I, I ended up waiting. I, I kind of bought into the group. I mean, it worked out okay, but I, I just sort of bought into the group think that that I had to wait to wild card until the double game and, you know, until the triple captain double game weeks of 34 and 37. And I think I would have been better served just wild carding early, you know, getting rid of a lot of the, the, you know, crap on my bench yeah. and yeah. my team, uh, just built, you know, building, building it new, not letting my team value slide as far as it had. So, yeah. you know, so something to think about for next year. Yeah. I made, uh, a f- I made a few really bad calls with my wild card and I'm just not set up for the double game weeks here and it, they came too fast after game week 34 there's but not been en- not been enough time for me to optimize yeah so. and i didn't i mean I, I got a little unlucky with the Sacco thing but more importantly i just didn't um i didn't take into account just how much rotation there'd be in liverpool i mean i don't think we've ever seen rotation like this before i mean it, i i can't remember in any of the double game weeks, can you remember this level of rotation? On t- I mean, you know, I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's just yeah. the, the way we, it worked we out. Were, but. We were joking on Twitter that Klopp was probably just trying to sandbag uh, FPL managers that are in his <laughs> personal mini league. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Well, that's that's it. Good luck, everyone, this weekend. It's kind of a it's a very tricky game week. I think it's I like a tricky game week, though. I think this one's pretty exciting. There's, it's really um, I think it's really up in the air who you should captain. It's really up in the air who you should transfer in. 
Um, so it, we, you know, hopefully we'll see, you know, scores kind of all over the range like we did in game week 34. You know, it's kind of, it's always kind of fun when you have a player who can, you could, you know, score anywhere between 60 points and 160. And yeah. uh, I don't think we'll see it, that level of extremity, but, but it should be a pretty wide range of scores this game week. It, it should be a fun one. And I'm feeling a little bit of lightness now that the whole title has been decided, we can push that aside and, uh, some double game weeks. It's going to be a fun game week. And this is like the last gasp. Game week 38 is probably going to be a throwaway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, Granite. Well, uh, nice talking to you. Yeah, we need to talk about where people can, can stay in touch with Always Cheating. We're on the verge of a summer vacation, so we want to make sure everybody knows how to stay I'm already, in touch. I feel like I'm a little on the beach you're, already. You're already uh, on the beach. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Hail Cheaters. You can follow us on Facebook. We're at uh, Facebook.com slash Always Cheating. And uh, I think that's I think that covers us. It does. Poku forever, Josh. Good luck. Yeah, hail cheaters. Good luck this weekend. Oh!